You can't keep it together. Every time you do your stupid three, two, one. This has to be extra kid show. Extra, extra kid show. We'll get there. Extra, extra, extra. And tell us, tell us. Well, you have to do the intro first before we get to why. But like, this is like PG as can be. It's G, not even P. G, G. G rated. What is up, y'all? It's your co-host Aaron Bach back at it again with yet another episode of the In and Out Podcast. Can you ask me? Can you? Ah, uh, I guess so. Uh, you, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what we got today? Tell tell the people what we got today. All right, guys. Um, you know us, JUCO Bandits, and JUCO Bandits make do with what we have. I have my own podcast. I also have a multivariable calc class, which is don't tell my junior college coach, please, please. I don't want any. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've been told they want the stupid guys because then the stupid guys, all they focus on is baseball. So no, 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 no. no. When I get there, all I'm going to focus on is baseball. Don't worry. I'm I'm But like that could get you kicked off team. I know. I'm very scared. So I hope nobody too important, nobody too crazy listens to this episode. Okay. So, you know, as Juco guys, we make do with what we have. I had a project in math. First of all, let me give you all a quick little backstory to how we got this topic. We got to be quick. We really got to be quick. We got to be quick. Got to be quick today. (laughs) By the way, one other group, one other group in our class said they worked for an hour and a half on Monday, three and a half hours today, and they're still 19 minutes and 30 seconds. Like that bewilders me. Of a podcast? Yeah, they like scripted everything. I mean, come on. What are we doing? Scripting it? Yeah, I think so. What else, what else are you doing, right? That's kind of not really a kid show, depending on where you stand. Okay. Uh, that is, that's true. I didn't think about that Okay. Anyway, so we're in multivariable calc. Shout out to Mr. Chapman. And he gives us a whole sheet of topics for a podcast project, final project, kind of a gift of a project. Last two projects have been crazy. I'm getting this quick. He gives us a little simulated duck race on the board, which is absolutely nuts, absolutely bonkers. Our duck came in sixth place. With the first pick in the draft, Benny and Jonah have pick number one or pick number two. They select Sabermetrics at pick number two. That's what it was. Okay, and they offer us the trade for Sabermetrics, which is what this topic, this podcast is going to be about. I'll get there in 30 seconds, literally. For two Smoothie King orders, I said no. I said no, but but guys, group number five, they ask, they make a little fit because a group in front of them pick what they want. Mr. Chapman said, I guess you can do it too if you put a different spin on it. I hit him with the whoa, 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 object, object. Doesn't that mean I get to do it too? And he says, I guess so. And the rest is history. So this is the Final project, a little two and one in and out podcast episode, multivariable calc, final project about sabermetrics with my guy, my partner's ride or die since day one of multivariable our, calc. Our high school teammate from last our year. high school teammate, Mick Strubstock. He's breaking barriers. Breaking, breaking barriers. Dang, we were on the same page there. Breaking barriers. But Rami, you know who's also breaking barriers? Companies who give back. There you go. That was good. Companies. You were thinking about it, though, weren't you? You were thinking maybe when is Rami gonna bring up this this these this this Spencer Co. I was like, I don't know how he's gonna do it. Did you know that 35% of athletes are struggling with mental health in the US? Did you also know that only one in 10 
of those athletes actually seek help because it's a math project. They'll tell you that's 10%, 10%. That's, that's not enough. I'll tell not you Not enough. So Bensurco is, is a new and fast growing company actively working to bring awareness to the mental health stigma surrounding athletes. The stigma, guys, I'm playing with it as I'm doing the ad read. The stigma. I hate that we're wearing the same one. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm wearing all three. Wow. I'm wearing all wow. three. The stigma surrounding athletes can be very detrimental to their mental health because of the way they're viewed for speaking out. This is what Vencer Co. wants to change. They created wristbands that are meant for athletes to wear while competing. They're reversible, stretched to fit to almost anyone, and have sayings on the inside that are meant to bring you back to the right state of mind while competing. They donate 10%, 10%, one-tenth, one-tenth, two-twentieth. they give back? Three-thirtieth of their net proceeds directly to nonprofits. I don't think that's right, man. No way. Like the hidden opponent made of millions. It was, it was. I was just kidding with you because it's it's going to your math teacher. Shout out Mr. Chapman. And athletes, 4K, you're just interrupting the ad read. So right now, guys, is the most important part of this podcast. I don't know what anybody else says. Right now, get 20% off. No way. No way. 20% off your net. Uh, wait, give me, give me a little statistic. How much is that? Fraction. To a 10. But hold on. I'm about to go. <laughs> okay, there time. you go. Thought you were going to give me one fifth. No, that's another one. Two out of, <laughs> two out of 10, 20% off your entire order with code in and out. I-N-N-O-U-T at Bensurco.com. Code in and out. I-N-N-O-U-T at Bensurco. B-E-N-C-E-R-C-O.com this holiday season. Also, Rami, what is the code if you want free shipping on on orders over $20? Free 20. You didn't expect me to know that. You didn't expect me to know that. We already talked about this in the last pod. I know. And and you didn't expect me to know that then. Guys. They're actually sick. Saying they're the sick. inside, they're so notice. sick, so sick. But and guys, I love how they stretch to fit because sometimes it makes me like, oh, I love. I don't. I, I love. It's, it's it's so they sick. Don't, they don't hang off your arm at all. They don't even leave a mark. They're just nice and comfortable. It yeah, they are comfy. You know, you know, it's the same feeling like the uh, self adhesive tape when you're hitting. I love it. I absolutely yes, love it. Yes, and yes, and it's like kind of like okay. fits fits perfectly. But guys, the the mindset bands are ten dollars. Okay. Mindset band has a little eye of like a Siberian Husky. Shout out to Maya in here. Whatever, Shout out to Maya. whatever it takes. Okay. Mindset bands are $10, but wait, you can get a three pack for $20. Okay. And I'm about to, about to blow your mind with a little bit of math code in and out. I N N O U T for 20% off that 20 becomes 16. You're getting three bands for 16, which is approximately $5.33 per band, which is nearly half off per band, That's which is nuts. Math. Maybe you which get some extra nuts. points for that. That sounds like extra points to me if I've ever heard that. I points. think so. And it's not even me. It's Mick. We're trying to get Mick these, these boosts because Mick is the guy who needs to get into Georgia Tech next year. That's I mean, Mick's got it unlocked. He's, I mean, we've made the announcement in the podcast, but Mick is officially our in-house like save him as guy in our stats guy and if we need a stat guy i will call mick in the middle of the episode run down some savant numbers just give it to me mick okay but we're on a time constraint guys I think we're, we're time crunch gotta get it under 40 we, we, other we groups might, can't even get 20 <laughs> we might be the first 
podcast, what would be the first duo ever, kind of trio, because you're just hopping in this project, first trio ever, MVC math history, you know, multivariable calculus history to be, to be like close at the end guidelines. People are struggling to meet 20 and we're doubling that. Let's go. I feel like I'm a part of this project. You are. You are. So I, hope, I hope we get a good grade. We, we are going to get a good grade. And without further ado, please enjoy a little bit different, a fun, a cool. This is this really is, fun. Interesting. We, we, we've had to do it. We, a little, little group discussion on sabermetrics. You're going to hear a lot about it. So please enjoy, without further ado, a podcast that even no matter what it says in the description, it's exactly 40 minutes. I don't even care if it's second over. It's exactly 40 minutes. Okay, I'm going to start. I mean, I mean, I was trying to like hold you up, give you the three, two, one, and you. I did it. I, I okay, and I could. I have a very good excuse. You just started, and it's just last. No, no, no. You go to last. No, 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 no. no you go to stop. last episode. You were like making fun of my three, two, one. It's almost like you tried to mess up my three, two, one. <laughs> For sure, I saw a sliver of a three, two, one in the corner, but but I had something covering actually our doc because mm. we're preparing. Mm. Sure, uh, yeah. sure. Okay, we're jumping right into it. We already, y'all have already listened to the intro. Thank you to, again to our sponsors, Venter Co. Code In and Out, 20% off your order. All right. I N N O U T, In and Out. I N N O U T. By the way, they give back. Okay. They, they do. Give back. They do. All right. Um, so, very special episode. Mick, welcome to the pod. Mick is, Mick is breaking barriers. Mick is pulling us. Breaking Fuller. barriers. <laughs> First non-baseball, college baseball player ever on the pod. But then again, when you're just an absolute alpha and you're a junior in multivariable calculus, you can do whatever you want. Because at the end of the day, those people are our bosses and they run the world. So it's completely okay. They, they are our bosses. And like legitimately to get into the subject today, I didn't even like, I'm not even trying to do this, but like, he is a guy who would be a baseball boss just because he knows math well, and he would be like a sabermetrics genius. Right. And before we get into it, one more thing. I was talking to our rivals, our rivals, Biddy and Jonah, about this pod because I mean, we're just we're just becoming a full like like oh everyone knows all these people. No, okay, we don't know the people. And I was talking to a friend. And I was like, yeah, um, my podcast will be a banger, first of all, because I am a college baseball commit, no big deal. My co-host is a college baseball player, no big deal. And we have personal experiences. So he said, quick response, quick response. He goes, so why aren't all, uh, why aren't all GMs, like why are no GMs players? And I was like, oh, shoot. I mean, that's not, that's not completely true. Some GMs No, not all, that. but like why are most GMs not former players? And he's got points. He's definitely got some points. Okay, let let Mick introduce yourself a little bit. Let, let jump in here. Get get in here. Thank you. Well, I'm Mick. Don't know what to, really what else to say. I go to school with Aaron. He used to go um, with Rami. And uh, how about let's get started on the topic then? So, so I think sabermetrics. Oh, or or Aaron, you want to give us either one of you guys? You want to? No, give I was us, gonna. Ask, I was gonna ask Mick for it. Like, what is sabermetrics? What like is sabermetrics? Give us, give us a general definition. Would be like a an objective numerical analysis of baseball, right? 
Okay. Right. It's great. I think it's 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 a really cool time to be looking at sabermetrics because we've seen a complete shift. You know, we have unbelievable amount of resources this postseason. I was like, I wish somebody took a picture of it. I was game in front of me, phone. I don't even know what it was on, whether it was on like Twitter or baseball like, savant. Yeah, but iPad on Savant. I was full iPad blue light glasses on Savant. I was so (laughs) dialed in. Yeah, I was so dialed into Savant. Uh, But what is baseball Savant? You asked basically Savant is basically an MLB sponsored website that has pretty much every advanced stat in the book, all these types of visuals. It helps get a really clear grasp of sabermetrics where both players, I know uh, I'm in a... uh, who was it? Who was it? Sky Bolt met a player at the at a facility. Sky Bolt said he watches a lot of his film on Savant. Pretty sick. Then again, Savant can also give you a look at your pictures, can give you a, a look at your spin, spin also, rates, like axes. Exactly. The, the, the breakdown numerically, like we're talking about today, the sabermetrics in there has just gotten so specific, so just ridiculous at that this point like it can give you whatever statistic you want and it is crazy but right. it, it, we, you actually you can actually look in depth in it because sabermetrics yes it is that same it's that statistical analysis but the key aspect of it is that you could evaluate and compare performances of individual pitchers uh individual players sorry so in baseball you have nlal guys who might necessarily see each other you have pitchers who might not face pitcher uh, hitters until World Series. You could see how on a level playing field they can compare because if one guy is heavily throwing one pitch, you can literally look at any zone, how well they're uh, hitting that pitch, how efficiently their averages, their on-base percentage. We'll dive into that a little bit as we go today. And uh, I think what's interesting is like now nowadays, like, Sabermetrics is fully, fully accepted in baseball, fully used. Obviously, like MLB uses it, players use it, all of that. But there was a point in time where it was looked at as ridiculous and looked at as like this doesn't like this can't give us a, a real analysis of the game just by basing everything off numbers. Obviously, like this goes back to as a lot of my my sabermetric knowledge goes back to the movie Moneyball, right. movie about the 2001 A's that went on to build their team based on sabermetrics. And they were really the first team to do that, to build their team around this idea of the these statistics. And it ended up working way, like way better well, than well in most their people's. Exactly. Way better right. than most people thought. And like, like we can see the Rays today. I don't know how much they, I mean, all the teams use sabermetrics, but like the Rays have like no payroll and they're always a very good team. Right. And also, you know, the Rays, especially, they just love their stats, you know, in the playoffs, they'll have uh, certain situations where they be like, Oh, why are they not bunting? They'll look at the stats and be like, Oh, lefty pitcher hard fastballs, but we have a righty who hits 380 on hard fastballs, right? But even so, going going like to the Rays in the World Series, they took out what was it? It was Snell. No. Yeah. Who was it? It was Snell. Yeah, it was Snell. Like, it was Snell 
they took out because the statistics said to because the third time through the lineup, pitchers do significantly worse. But he was dealing. He had like 78 pitches and they should have everyone said, like, leave him out for another inning. And then they bring in the relievers and like they got they got they lost game seven after that. Right. Pretty sure. So. I'm not sure if this is true, but I feel like I remember watching a John Boy video where they were talking about uh, where he was talking about how I think that Snell actually was doing better in those um, in his third outings rather than in his third. That's very interesting. Obviously, like the whole debate after that World Series was was that the right call? Was that the right call? Should how much should we rely on these saving metrics? Because obviously, it was a decision made before the game like they sure. make these decisions based off before, the numbers like and they have guys they look at, hot exactly they look at the numbers they see okay if this situation occurs we know statistically it tells us to do this so that's what we'll do but like even though the statistics are helpful they can't overrule the game sure. sometimes you sure. need to have some sort of feel past the what the statistics can't tell you right and i have a question for mick uh so mick you know we've talked about you in baseball a few times but you played when you were younger you took quite a bit of a break from baseball you started playing again last season in high school ball alongside with us really fun year but from a fan's perspective in the time that you weren't really playing where do you see the value of recruiting in sabermetrics where as a franchise, it might really, really help if you can get high payroll players who may, might look good in general, but on paper, it might be more beneficial to get guys from a fan's perspective. Um, is it like a more, is it more beneficial to make people happy and get these high role players who supposedly are really good, or maybe look for kind of uh, hitting cracks and recruiting? I think that you should look for more of these like generational players that you can recruit by these using these stats that can constantly you'll have them for what like 15 years they're signing contracts and you can start them off on low payrolls and if the MLB does decide that they want to you know if they were to decide that they wanted to do a uh, a cap on the salary then i feel like that would be the best way possible too and getting into yeah. that groove with teams would be pretty good i do hope they put in that cap Right. So like uh, the Dodgers are unfair. So you're yes. saying more so that like you do like the generational players that you can pay a lot of money. I'm not like No, no, the ones that you can the ones that you can recruit and build up and train to become really good. Like someone like Wander Franco. Mm, I got you. So like so more so right. through and Now look, he's signed this huge contract too. So you're saying more so through the minor leagues, assessing players based on their sabermetrics and finding the undervalued prospects and then using those to your advantage. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So here's a, here's, here is a question for y'all. When you look at choosing a player and before, so Juan Soto has been really good for a few years, for instance, this is just an example but before he was that household name MVP, he was putting up good numbers, right? So how, how do you turn down a guy? Hey, I'll read off a couple of numbers. Juan Soto, okay, 
Uh, XBA, 97%. Max exit velo, he's, uh, he's the 90th percentile. Hard hit percentage, he's in the 94th percentile. Uh, based on balls percentage, 100 percentile, best in the league, right? So when you look at percent, and then you have guys like Joey Gallo, who have been household names for year and year and year, and obviously before a couple huge years from Juan Soto, Joey Gallo is the type of guy you have to pay a ton of, ton of money. But hey, his hard hit percentage is 74%. His uh, base on balls percentage is a little bit less than Soto. So I think it's huge to be looking at those statistics in the first place. So I think I think Soto wasn't the guy exactly you were looking for. I get what you're trying to say, but Soto has obviously been like a huge guy from the beginning. But like sure. there are those guys that it's like um your their sabermetrics can tell you that they're gonna be a star before you know they're a star. Yeah, I like that and, a lot. And, like, uh, and and there are like I think what's really interesting to me is how um, teams are like always changing their value system. Like all the different teams supposedly have their different valuations of, of war wins above replacement and like value players in different ways, like because they have their own statistics guys and own sabermetric guys. Right. No, I, I completely understand. Um, you know, here, another example, <sighs> Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Jonathan India, you know, he huge, you know, from the eye test look, looks all right. Six foot, 200 pound second baseman. Nothing jumps off the bat like crazy. Max exit below in the 70, um, in the 70 sec, in the 72nd percentile average exit below in the 22nd percentile bear like with percentage is pretty high at 43%. But when you look at how efficient they are, Based on balls percentile, 81st percentile, right? Sprint speed, 86th percentile, right? So, like when you when you really, really look at that, like there are trade-offs. So, like, yeah, the trade-off has val- value in different places, especially like you said, based on balls. One of the big parts of Sabermetrics was the on base. Like sure, the huge, like the debate between average versus on base percentage. But I don't even think like Moneyball, the way they look at that, I don't even know how much that play in today's game, because as we've progressed, this is another really important thing to look at. As we progress, it's become more and more of a three outcome game, right? So the saber metrics that we're looking for and evaluating players at a high level is for sure going to shift because based on balls, you can get three guys on in an inning. Okay, but you, there's more of a probability of hitting a homer that scores a run. So do you start looking like Mick? Do you start looking for for those trade offs as we progress in the game? Do you start changing the way you look at saber metrics, or do you choose what's tried and true on base percentage, average uh, stuff like that, or can you start looking at like probabilities like homers, extra base hits installed? Because right now in the game, that's what's scoring the runs. Yeah, I think you start looking at all these, all these more advanced stats like WAR and FIP and everything, so that you can get a more in-depth view on how well your players or you know, prospect right. players are doing. Right, and when if you, they it's, it's it's gotten even more like like on-base percentage was like 
the first the average versus on base percentage debate was like the first type of metrics debate, right? Like evaluating uh, on base percentage over average was like a big deal because average also quality at bats, quality at bats, and like now they have ways they have like so many specific numbers to factor in. Okay, like what? How is he doing? in quality at bats. Like they have every single number you can think of and each team does it differently, which is crazy to think about. And like, sure. and like uh, now it's like, okay, it was moved from average to on base and then on base to like on base plus slugging. And now it's like exactly what you're talking about. Like probability of home run, this, that, like that's why they, they value and the game has become such a strikeout home run game is because the home run sure, is so sure. valuable to people. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think especially in the home run aspect, it's also huge to look at those in terms of recruiting, in terms of ballparks, right? Like there's a, there is, the, there is the question, should all uh, stadiums in the MLB regulated? I think the best answer is obviously no, right? Because it creates different dynamics of how to recruit guys when they play at home, right? Will Smith, the ball he hit in the NLDS in Atlanta would have been what a two run homer here. NLCS, NLCS, NLCS. I, I'm so bad about that. You notice how so I do that bad. all so bad. all of the time, but it, it's really but, all the same. Yeah, would have been would have been a home run here in because... 29. No, no, no. It was oh no, it was in Atlanta. Would have been a yeah home run in all 20, other parks in every right, other yeah. ballpark. And right. so, and they have they have those like stats to like isolate the numbers based on the average ballpark dimension something like that like they have every statistic you can think of especially on like things like savant nowadays oh a thousand percent so uh hold on i'm just pulling this up i want to say i want to like going back to how like home runs aren't the only thing that you know these teams should now be using to look at some i mean and like even the advancements in sabermetrics now than say like 10 years ago like there, there's dude um jim edmonds uh yeah. he played till like 20 2010 2011 sure. something like that dude ah uh, this guy had uh his babip was point ah uh, was three two four which is that's pretty good batting average for balls in play and then his uh his walk to strikeout ratio, it was a uh, five seven seven too. Sure. So like he was a wow, pretty good. That's... He was a pretty good player. He just was under the radar because he wasn't hitting all these like home runs. He was. I mean, he was still a. But uh, he got on base, and like that's the whole thing. Yeah, because like, like now it's about guys who get on base because if you get on base, you have the like that's the only way you have the opportunity to score. So it's like it's guys that get on base and guys that hit home runs. And he was the yeah. guy who got on base, and he's a guy who didn't strike out. And if you don't strike out, you have a pro- like much higher probability to do something positive, whether that's move a guy over, do this, do that, have a longer AB. So it's like it's all just based on these numbers, and they're just like it's crazy how like isolated and like they break down all the situations now. Yeah, and if sure. you look at if you look at like he played 17 years, there were only five years where he uh where he got 30 or more home runs. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. he wasn't that big he wasn't a big home run hitter. He was just he would consistently get on base, and that's why right. he was and so I good. Think, I think there's definitely a slight balance 
to where we're choosing players versus the payroll. Because I, when I was talking about Joey Gallo earlier, payroll is high, right? It's going to be high all-star Texas Rangers guy. But from the Yankees perspective, we have a, a lefty bat who hits a ton of pop-ups, right? A ton of them in the Yankee stadium. The new Yankee stadium is a 314 short porch to right field. Okay. Miller park in Milwaukee, who actually were looking for a new right. Who were looking for new pieces to the outfield the same year that Joey Gallo was a free agent, 353 feet to right. So why not choose the guy? Why for the Yankees, it's worth spending that money for, for balls to fly out in. Um, Yankee what, stadium. For, yeah. For, because pop-ups Joey Gallo's, First homer was a pop-up sky high that is caught 40 feet before the fence in Miller Stadium. So why not? Joey Gallo, I mean, ended up did having a pretty solid year. And when you look at and, a lot of like I mean, yes and no, but like the but the, like in the, terms the, of home runs to left, it was worth it. Like for I sure. mean, to right to, 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 right. to right, yeah, it yeah. was for but sure worth it. A hundred percent. But Joey Gallo is the the best player you could have brought up because he is the epitome of what Sabermetrics has done. You know, sure. Like, like there was never a guy who struck out that much would never get paid like Joey Gallo's getting paid Absolutely nowadays. Not. Would never but- get valued like he's getting valued. And it's literally just because he hits the home runs and he like hits the home runs, strikes out, pops up. But the oh, home runs crazy. are so high in OPS. And like provide so much value in the way that they uh, like look at it, sabermetric wise, that he's valued so much higher nowadays than he would have sure. been. Like you know, you know what it, it's 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 like it's people, you know, the fans that watch the game, and even the managers and everyone. While all these new statistics are very good and cool, the I'm pretty. You know, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I'm pretty sure that most people like a home run over like a, a single or a double. And, and home sure. runs win ball games because yeah. when you look at pitchers these days, unbelievable batting. First of all, batting averages all time low this year. Like, I mean, the, it's been a steady progression towards it, but hitting stats have been extremely low because the pitchers are getting absurd. They all have 20 inches of yeah. arm side of room. For sure, sure. 100%. But it's it's also because the game, it, like hitters' approaches and mentality, is it's crazy that it's like all it all goes back to like teams now value based on sabermetrics. So right. what do they it's value? They value home runs, and so guys have changed their swings and changed their mentality Literally to, to, to mold to, to mold to that, so they can get paid more. So right. that has led. To more strikeouts, more outs, less average. What's also Thank crazy, what's also crazy, there used to be two, there literally used to be two strike approaches. Now in certain there's only in now in the MLB, there's only two strike approaches in various cases. For instance, I've talked to a couple of guys, college guys, pro guys, they'll they'll tell you, they will tell you if it's two strikes, nobody's on, they're taking a three-one hack. Because why not? Because how often, if they hit a single, will that run score? How often, if they get walked, will that run score? It won't. Statistics, they know. They've looked at They've crunched the numbers. They have 
Every MLB team has tons and tons of stats guys who will tell them, hey, you're better statistically. The probability, number of outcomes, uh, like number of possible outcomes. Uh, sorry, I don't, Juco guy. Doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, their stats guys are telling them that it is more beneficial for them to try to hit that homer because the probability of them hitting the homer and scoring the run versus the probability of that run actually scoring when uh, they get walked or get a single so much higher. I think, a, I think a great example of like, you know, the new the players changing their ways of the game to appease the sabermetrics more is like, you can literally look at Bryce Harper who won MVP in 2015 and won MVP this year. You can look how he hit more home runs in 2015 or yeah, he hit, I think seven more runs. 2015 than he did this uh this year but this year he's he was barreling his barrel percentage was uh up five his exit vela was up um his slugging his oh his x slugging was up but his slugging percentage was down a little but i mean you can look at how all these new stats are better yeah it's crazy in that compared to right they're valuing it in such a like more advanced way than just like, oh, who had the best average? That's the best hitter for the year. Like who, Bobby, who you know, scored the most runs? That's the like, they're, sure. they're valuing it with all of that kind of stuff. And what actually, what really, really jumps out to me is what you said about the approaches and how that shifts in a mechanical because Bryce Harper actually will perform better when he takes the quality hacks towards hitting the ball out, swinging down, getting uh, getting quality backspin, which is that, like people don't understand enough. When you spin down, you, when you hit down, you get backspin. Also, when he has an approach that allows him to elevate the ball, you elevate and celebrate, rather than he, he used to do different stuff on two strikes to make the ball in play. Experimented with a lot of different swings, toe taps, but at the end of the day, this year, what prevailed in his MLB season, seven more homers than his MVP season in 2015, is an efficient swing, but also a hard swing where he can hit the ball out consistently. Also, one more thing. Robbie, your guy, Alex Anthopoulos, your guy, right? My guy, yes. We're going to give him a lot, a lot of credit because Jorge Soler was hitting under 190 when the Braves got him this I mean. This pay- I mean, that's just a perfect, another perfect example um, to show like same metrics. Like he literally just built the team uh, at the trade deadline off of like what the, what he thought the team needed. And he went out and got based on the like numbers and that team went on to win the world series. We lit, we were a right. team that lived and died by the home run and it worked for us. Also and, like, like you, you can look at pieces where you can assess the value higher because they looked at uh, Travis Darno behind the dish, who with a hurt thumb is not very effective behind the dish throughout four out of the 43 runners he saw. Right. I believe, I think that's right. This postseason or in the regular season, four out of 43. I don't quote me. If it is bleep it out, I don't care, but they looked at the, they looked at how good he is offensively for them and how well he has been able to produce. And they know that, hey, say we give up a couple stolen bases, the percentage of that run scoring versus doesn't versus him hitting a homer versus that runner advancing way higher. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? 
Also, yeah. these bracelets, dude. I mean, are we? I mean, I mean, I mean, we just we did that in the intro. I thought. Yeah, we did, but they're sick. I'm just telling you. They are sick. They are sick. Venturco.com and uh, code in and out. I-N-N-O-U-T. But I think think we covered a lot. It's unbelievable how we just naturally exude content, Rami, Mick. It it bewilders me because that was a 30-minute pod in our sleep. And I think, I think Mick just became our in-house sabermetrics guy. In-house. In-house. It's kind of safe metric. So, Mick, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was a great episode. And guys, interesting to talk. Because of Mick, because of Mick's aptitude towards multivariable calc, as a junior, this is the true first In-N-Out podcast. This is might be the shortest episode of podcast history. Could be. Could be. That's very true. And Could be. I want to thank Mick. I want to thank uh, Mr. Chapman. I want to thank That's... everybody, everybody who made this possible. I want yeah. to say that this this was a better project than the other sabermetrics project in the class. I want to say that for a fact. And I oh, hope I, they're listening. I, for a fact, Jonah, <laughs> I, I hope you're listening right now because you know this podcast is better than whatever junk you guys did. You know, you know what's crazy? They don't have a co-host outside of this. They don't even have their own podcast. They don't. They, what a shame! I mean, it's crazy, crazy. It it bewilders me, and I do not use that word very often. Does not use that word. <laughs> it, like, look, Rami, we you've been around me for a few years, but Mick, you spend a lot of time with me. We have how many classes together? Two. So we spend probably like, like a good eight hours per week together at least, and I don't use that word. Very Dude, that often. word doesn't come out. Often, ever. if ever, ever, if ever, That's a good point. But uh, thank you guys. I, I wish for we could get a sabermetrics breakdown on that. <laughs> I wish we could too. You know what? Sabermetrics recruiting efficiently and in our podcast. This was an efficient pod, and it's all related. Uh, thank you for listening. Code in and out 20% off your order. Vencercode.com. They give back. Season. They also give back. Rob, I bet you didn't know this. Okay. If your order is over $20, use code, use free code 20 320 for 20% off so, shipping. You don't think I knew? I know everything. I know everything about Venser Co. You know why? Because I love them. You know why? Because they give back. You know who also gives back? LV Lumber, our back company. Not even a pod company. I just love them so Not much. Even a, just shout out LV Lumber. Shout out Soda Gloves, too. They don't even get enough love yet. Hold on. Let, Mick, give me, I'm going to give you a little math problem, okay? Right, let's hear it. Uh, twenty-five thousand times zero plus five times five. Twenty-five. Twenty-five percent of proceeds go to fighting kids' cancer. Are you even sure about that? Because I think that's too much. There's no that's way. A, that's a lot. It's a quarter. A quarter of the proceeds go to fighting kids' cancer. That like that befuddles me. If, if you ran if you ran down the same metrics on that, like poor, poor numbers. That's like 0.01 percentile of how much I use that word compared to the country in the world as a whole. And they're making big money moves. Big money moves. Without further ado, Robbie has to get it. First of all, we're gonna get some of this in the intro. 
I'm sorry if the intro was too long for some of you because it just tapped. I mean, the intro my- was for sure. I mean, it will be. It will. It will be. It, it, that's because Rami likes to stall before he lets me do the intro. But Rami needs to go to bed. And it's only, by the way, it's only 9.13, but Rami has the 7.30 a.m. lift. Shout out to Doyle Academy. Shout out to Coach Mac. We'll we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. We'll get there we'll get in the there. intro. We'll get there. No, we've already gotten there. Not even already... not even in the intro. Just in our next pod when we break down what's going on lately. I'll break it all down. So we have, we have a lot of content. That's true. We have a lot of content coming to y'all. Uh, and Mick, do you want to you want to send them off to the outro because you're our special guest? What should I say? Just just to the outro. Ah, no, it's going to be more of like, uh, okay, cue the outro, something like that. All right, now, cue the outro.